What's up, guys? Welcome to the show. Welcome to another episode of the Modern Day Sniper Podcast. And uh, if this is the first time you're joining us at the Modern Day Sniper Podcast, welcome. And um, if this is, uh, you know, a returning listener, thanks for coming back. And for those of you guys who uh, this is your first time listening, what this podcast is all about is the journey of becoming and being a rifleman. Whether or not you are a professional, an enthusiast, a hunter, or a competitor, this is a podcast where you can find relevant information that pertains to your journey and your path of growth as a rifleman. And uh, this episode, we have a really special guest with us. It is my lovely wife, Cassandra. And um, we, uh, we've we been wanting to bring Cass on the show for a while. And I think the reason that we want to do that is to let everybody know who you are, because you are a huge, huge part of what makes Modern Day Sniper run on the backside of things. Um, you're the one who's communicating with all of our customers. You're the one who's making things happen for us so that we can be in front of students. And for that, we're extremely grateful and we want to let everybody know who you are. Thank you so much. This is totally outside of my comfort zone, so bear with me. You're doing fine. <laughs> you're doing fine. Yeah. I've enjoyed being behind the scenes for the last couple of years. It's been nice to not always be the one, um, the front runner of the brand or the, um, the expert. It's been a joy to let you guys take the lead and be the brand and be the best that you can be and have me kind of be behind the scenes, creating the alchemy and the magic and supporting you guys. Yeah, the, the stuff that we've learned as a result of, of you coming into uh, the mix at Modern Day Sniper and helping us with the technology aspect of it and seeing how, how many different areas and facets of technology that are out there, it was mind-boggling. And like we, we, would not be, we wouldn't be where we were. I think that's a fairly safe assumption in terms of the tech platforms. We would not be where we are today without your guidance and without your... Uh, injecture when it comes to that sort of thing and so tell tell everybody a little bit about how the technology aspect of things came on board at modern day sniper and, and where you brought that from yeah so <clears throat> i was in transition i had owned a real estate company on the seattle side um, of washington and i had built that from the ground up and at one point had up to 12 employees um, and we were managing uh, just under 300 rental properties. And so <clears throat> if you can imagine, um, I don't think anybody is born and says someday I want to be a property manager or someday I want to own a property management company. <laughs> that certainly wasn't my chosen path nor my destiny. but. Um, there was an opportunity um, when for, the foreclosure market was um, really, really hot to be able to help the buy and hold landlords with their inventory. And so back then, this was a decade ago, um, technology was completely different. There was not all of this do-it-yourself technology that we have available to us now. And so you had to hire everything out. You either had to learn how to code or you had to go find somebody to help you code. And I would say that outsourcing is probably one of the most frustrating and costly 
um, parts of building a business that you can go through. Um, you have to find talent, then you have to invest in talent, and then you have to trust them, and then you have to wait and see if they actually can do what they say they can do. What's the percentage of people that, that uh, you've experienced so far, not only during your 10 years and what we've been doing now, of uh, people that actually have put their money where their mouth is? Um, you guys might be it, <laughs> and the verdict's still out. So, <laughs> no, um, I it, I turn through people, I turn through contractors, I turn I turn through talent, and I think part of it is um, I don't know what I'm looking for, right? So so I get a I get a download, I get an idea, and I'm like, wait a minute, I can see this working over in another industry. There's no reason it can't work over here. Now I have to find a mentor, a coach, um, a developer, somebody that can help me um, attain or retain that information so that I can manifest it for myself. And, you know, there's technology platforms out there like Upwork where you can um, put an ad out. I, I call it like a fishing pole. I put my fishing pole out and then I hope and pray that some talent comes in my way. Mm -hmm. um, but again, that method of finding talent gets really expensive really fast. Um, and you start to realize too that, um, we're pretty savvy, like we're pretty smart people. And so when you, when you're kind of lowering your expectations in sure. order to get a project done, there's a, uh, beautiful dance inside of that as well. Yeah. It's been, it's been an interesting road on that regard. I mean, obviously, you know, searching for contractors, um, we've, we've, lucked out in a lot of ways too right we've got we got obviously we found brian through upwork and that's been fantastic but like philip said man it's like the the percentage is pretty low in terms of like hey we want to continue to work with this person or they're actually delivering what they say they're going to deliver and that's frustrating it's super frustrating it's frustrating to watch you go through that that process of of saying oh, okay well hopefully this person's gonna or this person or this company is gonna help us you know, take this to the next level and then you invest a bunch of time and energy and effort and it doesn't happen. And that's super frustrating. Uh, but that is the way of, that is the way. It, but the eventually way it, works. it works, right? Mm -hmm. So we, we just keep picking away at it until we figure out what works. And as a result, um, we don't always know the best technology moves until mm -hmm. later. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of students right now that have bought under our first platform which was Kajabi based. And so that was a learning platform. In order to pick the best learning platform, I had narrowed it down to like the top five. And then I watch other leaders, not in our industry because we were one of the first to do this, but leaders in other industries and how many followers do they have and you know how accessible is it? Or I would buy um, courses and platforms myself and then have a student user experience on that side mm -hmm. to help me make my decisions. Yeah, it, the where we're at right now with, with the Mighty Network and um, that was your discovery through another one of your classes that, that, you know, when you showed me that, it was just like, oh, okay, that's cool. It looks, it looks very social media-esque and people are allowed to comment and they have their own activity feed and and it just was like, oh, okay, this this is way more interactive than the Kajabi platform that we were using. Right. And for us, it's just way easier to build out things in that platform, and that saves us time in 
in creating an awesome product for, for our consumers to see. Right. And so as technology gets easier to use and we get exposed to it, there's going to be these opportunities where we have to make a major pivot mm -hmm. and say, okay, um, is now the time to move? Yeah. And can this be the last time we move for a while so that the community can really grow within the, the platform that we chose? The first one, there's nothing wrong with it. The first one worked. Mm -hmm. It worked very well. Um, it has a great app. And the Mighty Network just brought on a whole new layer of um, communication that we didn't have before. And that's the aspect, aspect that I actually like the most is this is the first time I'm actually talking to all the students. Right. Whereas before they kind of lived in a, in a schoolhouse graveyard, if you yep. will, yep. when there was no real interaction, other than when you all would leave a comment, I would get an email and I could see the comment and then share it and then maybe turn it into social media. Right. But it just kind of um, had a dead end effect. It did. And now it's like with the Mighty Network, everybody's alive. Everybody's mm -hmm. in there and, and so kind and so gracious and sending you know appreciation, direct messages uh, daily. Just that is the cool part about this thing from from my perspective anyways and you've you've talked you've been in a lot of industries as well and that's one of the things that, that you've always commented on is saying that that our customers are some of the mo of some of the kindest people that you've come into contact with from a from a customer service perspective um, you know and that's I think that's just a testament to the fact that the majority of people in our community are are good-hearted people and they are uh they're just looking for they're looking for the next thing in terms of the community the community aspect of things and i think that's why people gravitate towards the modern day rifleman group is because there is uh there's a next level aspect of the communication and the community of it um I cruise around a lot of forums and stuff and, and cruise around, you know, the, the Facebook stuff. And, and it just, it seems as though that on those forums, people are very, very cautious, meaning they're lurkers. They just, they, they, they're in the platform to sift through the information because they know that if they post something, there's going to be a bunch of sharks that come out and, and just jump on them and, kind of like degrade them and it's almost like this big virtue signaling aspect of stuff on current social media and people are reluctant to reluctant to comment and ask questions because of that and I think on our forum it's much much different it's actually 180 degrees opposite everybody is super supportive and we have not had one instance yet where where we've had to go hey man that's a little that's a little inappropriate or Hey man, that's that's not cool. Like everybody is very very um, uh, respectful to everybody else's questions and and the community as a whole, which I think is awesome. So, um, yeah. When I say I've never met a community like this, so um, I'm approaching about thirty years in business and have built businesses from the ground up and created communities where there wasn't one before. Um, but it felt very forced in my industries, right? I was trying to make um, a very unsexy industry cool and hip, 
-hmm. And that is a very hard thing to do. And it doesn't matter how much I project, how cool and hip we could all be together. There's still um, aspects of the human experience that are kicking and fighting um, inside of those communities. So if you think about my previous experience, talking about good and bad credit mm -hmm. is very sensitive, sure. right? Talking about if you're approved or not approved for your next house or your next car, it's very sensitive, mm -hmm. right? Um, what I love about what you guys have built and since I've been with you, um, I noticed this trifecta that you guys carry within the modern day sniper brand. And in order to have a really successful brand and a really successful community, you need to have these three things. Um, you have to have leadership. So somebody with experience, credentials, and leadership um, that's well regarded. And clearly you guys have that. Um, the branding, in my opinion, has to be clean, has to be uh, relevant, um, has to be uh, approachable and digestible so that anybody can um, feel comfortable with it, mm -hmm. right? It's not so over the top that it, it, it starts to push against the common person. Um, and then the third thing is, is technology, right? Can you have the technology and the ability to get your voice heard? Mm -hmm. And I think the three of us just really nailed that together. Yeah, I, I, that's that goes without saying is from the standpoint of like we're just scratching the surface mm -hmm. because there's so much stuff that that we're every day we learn something new about a technology platform we're like oh it can do that or oh it can do that and it's a, like you said too with the the moving and like finding another platform that that you see because technology is growing so fast nowadays you can see another platform and go oh man that's awesome but now we have over, you know, a thousand people here that it's like, it's a, it's a massive effort to get people shifted. And Frank did that with um, mm. Sniper's Hide when it moved over to the Scout. Like that was a big deal. Um, but he's back on his own, on his own platform now. But um, that was, I can only imagine the insane amount of headache that caused him. I mean, he has hundreds of thousands of people on, on Sniper's Hide. You know, well, you, if you hear about what we talk about all the time with our community and, you know, being a rifleman, uh, growing and adapting, right? Like you always have to have growth and, you know, adapt. And, and that's what we're trying to do with modern day sniper always, right? Like, mm -hmm. would you say that our business model last year is the same from this year? <laughs> Absolutely not. And that's what's, especially with me, very young and new into the, the business world, right? I mean, the last... I would say, you know, 13, 14 years, I've been kind of under a blanket, right? And it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's fun. It's, uh, it's nerve wracking sometimes, you know, um, obviously nothing's ever perfect, right? But uh, I think, you know, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, okay, how, how can we win today? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's, you know, you, the, the team aspect of this has just been has been super awesome. Just looking at what you know three people can can bring to fruition in such a short amount of time is is pretty badass. Right, and I do I do think that this do it yourself technology is what's allowing us to um, get there faster. 
It's um, so with the Mighty Network, we don't plan on leaving anytime soon. <laughs> no, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> so, yeah, don't freak out, guys. <laughs> and and then I did reach out to the CEO of the company, and you know, and say, hey, this is my intention. This is the community I plan on building. Mm -hmm. um, I understand that it can be sensitive to certain people or to um, certain leadership within um, uh, company decision making. And before I build this community. I need to know, are you okay? That was a conversation that we had. It was like, hey, you know, technology platforms are not always kind to firearms related companies in terms of maybe not necessarily even kind that they're just that that it's a foreign thing and it's got a negative connotation to it. And that was a very important thing for us to make sure that we didn't invest this kind of energy and effort into a platform and then have it yanked out from underneath us when somebody, when, when we're big enough to, to have somebody take notice and go, Oh, what's, what are these guys doing over here, man? They're doing pretty well. And then all of a sudden have it be discovered that we're a firearms training company and then, Oh, hell no, we're not going to deal with that. And the CEO of, of the mighty network was, was just awesome. I mean, it was like, yeah, sure. As long as you don't violate this, yep. you're cool. And that just goes to show, you know, for everybody out there that's listening, um, it's not always that way, right? And and a lot of it comes with your delivery. A lot of it comes with your presentation um, and your attitude and how you approach these things. Right. <clears throat> which is why we are mindfulness behind the rifle, right? So it's really easy for me to explain this to people who don't professionally shoot, mm -hmm. right? Or um, even the community that I came from. Um, so outside of real estate, um, you know, selling cars and houses is how I made my name in my 20s and 30s. And then um, I moved into yoga and higher consciousness studies. And so... When I met you, I was deep in my yoga community and um, I would be very often rejected by my yoga peers because there was this foreign aspect. They don't understand firearms, mm -hmm. right? And then I had to sit there and say, well, what am I going to do with this, right? What, what does this mean that, um, yes, there's misunderstanding. I certainly had no firearms experience mm -hmm. <laughs> prior to meeting you. Mm -hmm. um, and so how do I bridge that gap? How do I help people understand it? And being able to talk about mindfulness, education, uh, self-awareness, self-agency, uh, that cranks the notch back real quick. Man, it really does. That's, that's something that we have, you know, coined modern day sniper with mindfulness behind the rifle and, you know, that the mindfulness aspect of that is definitely things that I picked up from you after having met you. Um, and I kind of had my own trajectory as well. Um, I'm sure, you know, you remember the, the skydiving and then the Everest trip. That was like my, uh, that was like the, the start of my awakening in terms of like saying, holy shit, I'm pretty friggin' insignificant in this whole damn thing. So that was the trigger, I guess. And so learning that and then being able to connect the dots and and learn that once I learn more about myself, I'm gonna learn more about my performance. And whether that performance is shooting a rifle or 
riding a snowboard or driving a race car, like learning more about yourself through mindfulness is going to enhance your performance no matter what. And I think that that's a huge, I think that's a huge aspect of what we do and, and the message that we communicate to people. And in large part, that's a result of your influence on, on not only myself, but on us as a team as a whole. So thank you for sure. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of our listeners, you know, always say in the comments, direct messages and stuff like that, you know, what attracts all these people to our podcast and our brand is not just, we're just talking the technical stuff about shooting, right. But the whole mindfulness aspect and I told you hundreds of times, there's no mindfulness behind the rifle without gas. There's not, you know, cause, <laughs> cause honestly, not. like I said, like when, when, when I finally met Kalen and you know, he kind of took me under his wing when I was at, at Gunworks, like he was already kind of already and I, I mean, I had no idea about this stuff. Right. But you, there's the way that you presented the information to me in terms of, you know, uh, thinking through things, especially if I ran into an issue with, you know, uh, leadership or whatever the case at my previous job, you know, you gave it to me in a different perspective, or if I was battling my own ego with, you know, performance competition or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of the teachings that you projected on me probably came from, from Cass. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and it's a lot of it is just, it actually makes sense from a leadership perspective, you reflect back on your past experiences that either didn't go so well um, or they were frustrating. And then you, you look back at those lessons and you're like, oh man, if I would have just, maybe if I would have approached that in a different way or maybe if I would have looked at it from a different perspective, the result may have been different. And that's okay because we're just all growing and we're all just human beings trying to figure this shit out uh, in the very, very short amount of time that we occupy this space. And it's, it's always bizarre to me to look at this and go, wow, you know, this is, this is how we make our living. Like we teach people how to shoot rifles. That's how we, that, that is literally what we do a hundred percent of the time. That's our profession. This isn't a side job. And it's um, it's mind-boggling that that people are so receptive um, within our community because it's definitely not perceived to be that way. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of there's a lot of misconceptions within our community about the yoga community, right? And there's there's a lot of um, you know negative connotation that surrounds like the hippie stuff, and and it's just. It's like, dude, it doesn't have to be that way. You just have to be open-minded enough to look at something from a different perspective. It's not saying that you're weak. It's not saying that you're, you know, you're not a snake eater anymore. It's just saying that there's another way to look at things um, and, and have a different perspective because we shift, our, we shift our experience through shifting our perspective, through looking at things through a different lens. And that's really what we're trying to do at Modern Day Sniper is we're trying to get people to look at these things through a different lens. Absolutely. And I think as we experience the experience, that's where growth happens, right? And so when we, like, let's say the first time you put a rifle in my hand, I had no idea, you know, I thought we were just going out for a good time. It was mm -hmm. like a date, <laughs> right? <laughs> I got to put on some, like, going out for a good time. I put on some gun gear and tried to, you know, pretend I was a bunny for the day, whatever. And so I go out and I shoot with you, but it wasn't until you sat there and said at the bottom of your breath, 
I want you to pull the trigger. <laughs> and I was like, I was stopped what I was doing. And I, I and I said, distinctly. you're teaching yoga. Totally. <laughs> That's so cool. But yeah. you just didn't understand, right? You didn't understand that we share commonalities in these different sports and industries. And as soon as I realized that, as soon as you said that, because I really enjoy yoga practice myself. And as soon as you said that, it everything just clicked. I was like, oh, no shit. Mm-hmm. It's literally the same thing because all yoga is, is the connection between your mind and your body, right? Being in your body. And that's all shooting is, especially from a precision shooting perspective. We had this conversation about golf. It's the same thing. In order for me to be consistent and repetitive with precision, I have to, I have to constantly, I have to stay in this moment and I have to be completely focused on all of these parts and aspects. It's the same thing with doing a yoga flow, right? There's like some of the balance poses. If you lose concentration, you're going to fall over. But if you f- stay focused and you maintain that zero point of focus, things get a lot easier. And Yeah, I'm glad you brought that zero point. That's, uh, didn't we talk about that? Not the last podcast, but the Granite Creek podcast, mm-hmm. finding yeah. the zero point. Yeah. When I found my zero point. I, cause I shoot a lot. Right. And I take a lot of things for granted. And you know, I found myself when I wasn't getting to my zero point and I'd press the trigger, I'd miss. Right. But then when I was like, all right, like I know what I, I, I know what I need to do. I know what I need to focus on. And when I did find my zero points behind the rifle, I connected every time. Yeah. And then it leads me to the, but how, so people will teach breath work and they can teach any type of studies. Right but there's an integration part that has to happen. There's this, but how, how do I integrate it into my world? Cause mm-hmm. you can tell me something, but if I have never experienced the bottom of a breath, right? You could say, find the bottom of your breath, mm-hmm. but how, right. if I've never done that before, right? So there's always this opportunity for integration and that's where you want a student, a student of life, a student of whatever, to experience the experience. You won't always learn just by being told. Mm-hmm. No, right? absolutely. We, we call that discovery learning. It's like, I can only tell you so many times to do this until like you have to figure it out for yourself and you have to do the A, B test and say, if I do A, this is the result. If I do B, this is the result, right? And you have to then bring that into your own awareness. It's kind of like, um, helping somebody identify that they got a trigger control error, right? Like throwing a dummy around mm-hmm. in there, getting them to, cause their subconscious is literally crushing the trigger yeah, yeah. every single time. Yeah. But until you show them that they do that, right? they, they have no clue. You can tell, yeah, you're doing that. You're doing that. But until they experience it themselves and they, and they truly see the hand grip and crush the trigger and everything move, but no bullet goes down range. They kind of look at you like, I just did that, didn't I? And you're like, yeah, man. And you're doing that every single time you shoot because your subconscious is doing it. Yep. So you just taught awareness. That's Basically, the difference, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what's fascinating. This, you know, the further in my career I get, right? Um, cars, houses, now firearms education. <laughs> did like, you ever think that you'd be in this? No, not at all. <laughs> and, 
And, and I'm just getting to a point where I'm realizing I also don't really resonate with being a yoga teacher, mm -hmm. right? Even though I have all this training. So I'm kind of in flux. I don't know what I'm going to be when I grow up. And I thank you all for giving me an opportunity I think, to... I don't think we know what we're going to be when we grow up either. <laughs> it's just a mystery. It's very, it's very important though, because you've, you've said the same thing, you know, you're, you're like, I don't know if I want to do this. Um, I, I, you have all the training, you have over five, well over 500 hours, if not, right. You have over a couple well, thousand, a couple thousand, yeah. right. It, I mean, I mean like yoga training, like yeah. specific yoga training, but it's thousands of hours and you're still like, I don't know if I should, I don't know. No, but what I'm finding is the commonality is I like selling awareness. I've always sold awareness, right? So if I can sell you an experience or give you or offer you an opportunity where you mm -hmm. get to show up and do something, read something, watch something, participate in something, mm -hmm. and as a result, something hits on the inside and goes, oh, aha, mm -hmm. I didn't know that about myself before. That's what, that's like, I wanna be in the business of selling awareness. That's, a, that's and that's, I feel like what, almost like what we try to do, right? Like mm -hmm. when I post stuff on my social media, I want, it's because I want you to think, right? I want you to like stop listening to what people are reading on the forum, forums and like you're eating it up because you know, this guy has uh, a sniper, grand master sniper, whatever credentials. Mm -hmm. Like no one gives a fuck about that, mm -hmm. right? And I love putting, um, engaging things on my on our feeds right because like you said it allows them to now think like oh i i guess i do do that <laughs> right yeah for sure and it's something that we just got a message uh this morning and uh, somebody saying the same thing man like this is literally the first time that that i've that i've lit that i've listened to uh somebody in our space talk about the mindfulness aspect and like how the how your brain and how your your consciousness interacts with all of these skills and yields a result and so and it's it's refreshing to people they're like man nobody does this so thank you and like we're not like i'm not i'm not any expert man i'm learning i wake up and i'm learning every single day and i learn through my own experiences and saying hey like this happened this because everything that we do is an experience, whether we're shooting a rifle or whether we're interacting with another human being, uh, the three of us interacting as a team, like it's a constant learning experience. And um, the awareness stuff is, the awareness aspect of things is, is that's, where, that's where it's at. Like once you become aware of things, like we talk about it all the time, it's like once you become aware, you can't become unaware. Yeah. Like you can't yeah. go backwards. Right, right, yeah. right. So once you know, you're just like, oh, well, fuck. Like now me, I know that. I guess I'm <laughs> blossoming right now. Right. <laughs> my, my, my petals are starting to open and I, and I can't close back up, right? No, be careful, <laughs> there's going to be a meme about that now. There you go, there you go. But, but it's the same thing with my exposure with firearms, right? Mm -hmm. I had only had a, a major negative experience with firearms. And so... It, it wasn't like I was the type of person that said, oh, then all firearms are a problem. Like that was never my deal, but there was a trigger. There was a pain behind this, um, this lack of responsibility is what I called it, right? Sure. And, and so because of that, that moment, I, I compartmentalized it, right? Mm -hmm. Like 
firearms aren't for me. I would never trust myself with one, right? I wouldn't want them around. And that was kind of how I moved through the world. Sure. Until I met you. And as much as I tried to, <laughs> to, to not engage with a firearm expert, I was like, get out of here. But you were persistent. And now here I am actually building a firearms education company. Well, within that was why I <laughs> was persistent. I was persistent because... I had, I had literally been just immersed in this, in this culture of um, it's either one way of thought or it's no way of thought. And I've never thought that way. Like that's just never, I've never felt, let's just put it this way, I've never felt comfortable thinking that way because it just doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, it's, so when that instance occurred, I thought to myself, I need, I really truly want to know because this is what I do for a living and there are far too many negative connotations about firearms out there and it's just not real, it's not true and I wanted to, I really truly wanted to find out, like I wanted to know why. So that way I could hopefully say, you know what, it's actually not that, it's actually not that because there are ways to have fun with these with these tools, even though they are specifically designed to, to end life. We can then seriously, we can respect that, but then utilize them for our enjoyment. Um, but we always have to have that level of respect at the forefront of our minds while we use them, because obviously safety is paramount. We don't want anything bad to happen, but I just wanted to make sure that you knew that this was like, Okay, cool. Well, I want to I want to know where she's at with this, and perhaps I can shift the. Perhaps I can, through conversation, shift your perspective. And you shifted my perspective about you, not about firearms, <laughs> right that's away. That's fair. That's fine. But then over time, right? Over time, what I got to do is I got to witness you moving around it, having it part of your life. Like I had never been exposed to that, mm -hmm. right? Um, I didn't have um, a military family. I've never dated somebody in the military. I, you know, up to that point, tried not to talk to cops very often, you know? So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just was, it was so foreign to me. Right. Your world was so foreign to me, but you, the way you carried yourself was so um, humble and respectful. And so because of the way you carried yourself, it gave me the opportunity to be open to firearms and then slowly get to know and understand sure. your industry yeah. without, without ever wanting to make it mine, right? Just and really being respectful that this is... That was the goal. That, that was the goal, just to say, hey, there is this other side of the world over right. here and there's some really great folks over here too, right? That, that really truly are respectful and the majority of them are respectful the majority of them truly do care about making sure that um that we are safe with firearms and that everybody around us is safe with firearms and so that was just really important to me and it, and it paid off <laughs> so um i just think that this has been a really cool uh let's just say transformation and a transformation. Yeah. That's, we that's use that word the other day at eating tacos. Yeah. And I think that's what makes all three of us tick is, is watching the transformation of someone that we are either teaching, mentoring, mm -hmm. leading. Right. And, um, 
through our actions and whatever guidance, uh, uh, see the awareness start to kind of open up with them, you know, whether it be, uh, you know, their individual self-worth or their capability, right? You just start to see like kind of the, the what was, as we call it, the light bulbs click. And that's mm-hmm. what gets it to me every time, right? It's just like, okay, they got it now. And like best feeling in the world, really. Yeah. It's the, the transformation aspect of like, just like the, like the backcountry hunter course that watching people go through that, that's the ultimate, I think, just because it's all inclusive. You have the, the aspect of shooting, then you have the physical aspect of the mountains, the mental aspect of the mountains, and then the emotional aspect of the accomplishment of it. But then we see people come out for mentorship classes, like, like Rudy. Like, that dude changed his perspective on all kinds of stuff. Sure. And that was very, very powerful and impactful for him. So this is now what you're talking about is mental and emotional alchemy, right? And so alchemy, you, it's magic. You don't even see it happening, right? You can, you can feel it's happening. You can see it within, right? But it's, it, it, this transformation has, um, I don't know, a mystical aspect to it. And when you see somebody who is um, changed as a result of your courses, what you're actually witnessing um, from my studies is that um, they're getting closer to themselves. Mm-hmm. You're giving them an opportunity to learn about aspects of themselves that they haven't been able to access or visit or, or, or reach yet. And um, in depth psychology, it's, it's like your true desire, your calling is sitting there constantly picking at you going, you're not done yet. You're not done yet. You're not living your true purpose yet. And so when you get behind a focal point type of sport, there's nothing left. If you have awesome instruction, there's nothing left but you, yourself, and this internal realization, mm-hmm. right, that's happening. And so you guys give people like a doorway to parts of themselves that have either been denied, repressed, suppressed, and gets to come out. It's, it's very um, childlike, right? They get to come out and play. And they're like, <laughs> oh my gosh, there's a part of me that I didn't even realize. And now I want to hang out with that part of me even more. Sure. And that's what I feel like I witness every time I get these like awesome comments and direct messages and people are like, I'm just so happy to be here. And it's just like, we're just getting started. Like we have no idea what's in store for everyone, but um, keep showing up and keep doing that internal transformation. Mm -hmm. Um, And and it is, it's getting back to yourself, finding your true self. And it's my belief that society and and our families and conditioning and all the things kind of um, cover up the true stifled. diamond inside of us. Yeah. So like it's stifled programming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I have to act this way or mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to do this yeah. or somebody will think something of me. So yeah. these all become mental aspects. Mm-hmm. And then we stay in our mind and our mind is a meaning maker, like yeah. I mentioned this morning. Yep. And so it's always trying to find meaning. What does that mean? And what does that mean? And if we can stop the meaning maker from rattling and just mute it for a moment, hang out in these focal point sports, right? Listen to really good instruction to be our guides. And that's really what you guys are, your your guides. You're gonna help them get down 
this river of unknowing mm -hmm. um, to a safe spot where they can do it on their own one day, right? Mm -hmm. And so as a guide, you're not responsible for the end result. You're just responsible for giving them a clear pathway yep. to get back to themselves. Mm -hmm. and, and asking questions. That's one thing that, you know, through being a teacher that I have learned is that asking questions and truly trying to find out where the student is, is the best possible way, in my personal opinion, to administer instruction. Like you can, you, there's hard and fast rules, like we have to teach the fundamentals, but more often than not, we're asking questions about, hey, how does this feel? How does this look? What are you thinking here? You know, what's going through your brain when this happens? And that's where the, that's where the guiding comes into play because, um, you know, up until recently, we can't, we couldn't see what our students see, but now we can with the with the trigger cam. But that that was a huge advantage to teaching people yeah. because now I can truly see what it is that you're doing. But I still can't think. I can't be inside your head, right? And I can't feel um, what you feel. I can't feel what you feel, like all the pressures and like. One of the things with shooting is, especially in positional shooting, is just truly being in tune with your body. Body. Having body awareness. Having body awareness. Yep. And that is freaking huge. And that's part of this influx of mindfulness because being mindful also means that you're tuned into being present, which also means that you're tuned into what is happening in the now. Mm -hmm. And when you're shooting, that just so happens to be what's going on with your body. Mm -hmm. And how am I going to make my body work to get this aiming point to stop moving long enough for me to send a bullet at that target like that's the whole goal right and in yoga it's about finding your edge understanding how far your body can go before you hit that that point of you know doing harm to it yeah right so we play with edges um, we play with micro adjustments i think that's when yeah, you we, and i had yeah, some clicking because totally. it's it's just a micro adjustment in your body can make a huge difference in your stability when you're it literally just literally. Taught, I literally just taught this in the position. Were you listening to my position? Did you watch my positional <laughs> no, class? No. <laughs> but it's and this is what I found fascinating when I started hanging out with you guys is we were talking the same language. We've just different had subjects. different pathways to get there. Um, some of my favorite students of yours, um, you know, study the mind, study breath, study all the time. And so we have commonality, even though like I'm not out hitting steel, I still understand um, some of the similarities and what it takes to get there, mm -hmm. to get to your goals. Mm -hmm. It's all the same stuff. I mean, honestly, we have these conversations all the time in terms of, okay, once you know, once you make your connection to that and you get it, you get the rifle pointed at what you want to point it at. And then once you actually connect to it, it's completely gender neutral at that point in time. It, the rifle doesn't care. <clears throat> it doesn't matter whether it's me, you or Phil um, applying the fundamentals. It, it doesn't really matter. You just have to do everything the right way. And so finding the zero point in that game and then learning how to get your body to do what it needs to do is the exact same thing as as being successful in a yoga pose 
Sure. And, and then understanding the purpose behind that particular yoga pose. And then I would say something um, similar to dry fire, right? It's repetition. How often do you go find your zero point, right? So you can sit in your living room and dry fire all day long, but you could also sit on your mat and, and find the bottom of your breath and release everything in your life in child's pose and just kiss the ground for a minute, yeah. right? Yeah. And how often do you do that? How often do you surrender yeah. to, 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 to nothingness, to everything? Just, just, just say, I'm done for a minute, for mm -hmm. five minutes a day. Can you just not problem solve, mm -hmm. not take care of others, not create meaning all the time and just surrender? And if, if you can, if you can sit in silence and quiet your mind and, and really start to understand your breath and start to you know, get used to that, um, I think that would be just as beneficial as sitting in your living room and dry firing. Training, training with intention. Yeah. That's the, the first thing that comes to mind because like, you know, I, I, have seen, I see it all the time on my social feed. I've been guilty of it, just going through the motions, right? You know, I'm... Uh, uh, I'm hitting the notes, but I'm not playing the music. Sure, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's a good mm -hmm. that's a good way of looking at it. Because yeah, once you start going through the motions, that's actually super bad in terms of um, developing bad habits. And because your brain is not your brain is someplace else, right? Your brain's thinking about something else. Yeah. You're not, you're not here focusing on all of those movements. And like you said, that's when mistakes happen, yeah. and that's where we just we we lose that mo we have that momentary slip. Um, and it's, uh, in, in our game, that's, yeah, that's when you miss targets. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's, it's really cool just to see everything all come together. Cause when I do tell people, I'm like, Hey, you, you, I just don't think you understand you're doing yoga with that, with that rifle. Mm -hmm. That's an inanimate object. That's just a tool. It's like a wrench right there. It's not doing anything yeah. unless you pick it up. Yeah. And in order for you to get it to stop moving, you have to be aware of everything you're doing, doing to influence points. the movement. Yeah. And once you do that, magically you're doing yoga, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's it's literally the same thing. Um, and there's a lot of people out there that are like they're super resistant to it because I think well, it threatens their it threatens their um, uh, they're like I'm not doing. Yeah, and that, and that's partly you know America did kind of sensationalize yeah. and and bastardize a a very ancient teachings that was at one point handed down master to student, master to student. Just yeah. like if you're working one on one with someone, mm -hmm. you put in a lot of hours with your student one on one, and they don't they don't take a five five hour course and go out and call themselves masters. Okay, and so this is part of my struggle with the misconceptions of yoga sure. is that this used to be master to student, master to student, and it was an honor to be able to understand the ceasing of the mind. How do I stop my mind from moving and stay in this moment in my body? So yoga is just the union of mind and body at the same time in this moment, not thinking about you know, my ex, I'm not thinking about the bills I got to pay. I'm right here in this moment. Mm -hmm. And so what happened um, is, and, and after doing thousands of hours of yoga teacher trainings, I've now been able to witness it from the inside. And this whole, it got sped up. 
this master's student, master's student just got really sped up. And what we did in America is we said, well, if we're gonna open the door to yoga, let's do it through physical. Let's mm -hmm. do it through the material world. Let's do it through physical fitness, exercise, power yoga, hot yoga. Like all of a sudden we're putting people in hot rooms and putting fancy, you know, hot pants on them and calling it yoga, mm -hmm. right? And that's unfortunate. Yes, while it did get a lot of us through the door for the first time, me included, I didn't understand what was going on, but maybe I'll go in and yeah, do a class. Let's, let's learn something at least. But um, the asanas, the postures, these body movements that you do inside of yoga is simply intended to prepare your body to be still for meditation. So this is the part that we didn't, we didn't get in the classes, right? It's sure. like, okay, let's go ladies. Let's all do some yoga together, right? I don't blame men for not wanting to go into those environments because it feels very foreign. But what could and should happen in the future is we should remind people that those yoga poses are simply helping you slow down, understand your edges so that you can prepare to be quiet, mm. right? Yep. And so yoga shouldn't be um, a materialistic or, or a goal-oriented mm -hmm. type of industry. It's supposed to be um, time with myself, sure. right? Yeah, I think a lot of, like, there's a lot of people that just have this connotation, like you said, the physical aspect of it. Well, I do yoga. Well, no, they, you, you stretch. Right. <laughs> you stretch. Right. There's, it's, a, it's an approach. It's a mindset. It's a... It's, um, it's a commitment to a process. Right? I, I think it's the same when someone tells me that they shoot precision rifles. My, my uh, you know, it's like, okay, well, my definition of like right. shooting a precision rifle is going to be a lot different than yours, buddy. You know, right. or like I've got a basic understanding of you know, precision rifle shooting. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's see what your basic understanding is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you're absolutely right in, in having, learning it from you and then being able to uh, apply my own, I guess my own, um, point of view on it from a purist standpoint, I guess mm -hmm. uh, I can totally see it. Like it's, it's completely obvious and it's like, okay, that's kind of shitty. Like I get it. I totally understand. And there's aspects of what we do that, that go that way as well. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, that's kind of shitty. And it's kind of a bummer to watch, but it is part of the process. It's part of it's part of change. It's part of evolution. If there's only there's only one constant in the world, and that is change. change right. Right. Progress. Now, whether you're making forward progress or whether you're going forward and not making progress, you're still going forward, whether you right. want to or not. Well, and I think you know, flu um, staying fluid always comes to mind. If everything is in constant emotion, if everything is in constant motion, right, and that includes our thoughts, they never stop. Mm -hmm. right 50 to 75,000 thoughts a day even when you go to dream or you go to sleep you start dreaming so your mind never stops and then your emotions right we have um, we have reactions we have things that startle us throughout the day or an old memory that we attach to an emotion and it comes up but our emotions are always in motion as well they don't stay even though you feel like it sometimes you're like oh, how long is this one gonna last it'll move. So our thoughts are in motion, 
our emotions are in motion, right? Our breath. We're, we live in a planet with, with seasons and changes in the weather and everything is moving. However, our, human, our humanness often creates these concrete visions. Well, if it looks like this, then I'll be okay. Mm -hmm. If I can get to this level of success or recognition, then I'm going to feel happiness. Mm -hmm. If I can accomplish this goal, then, then, then I'm there. But what we're missing is those are very concrete visions as though they're not fluid. Everything in the universe is fluid. So it's our job to kind of stay, stay in motion and more, have more of a surfing mentality. You know, some waves are gonna be gnarly. I gotta learn to paddle out of the way. And sometimes I'm in total flow and killing it. And just ride it. Right. For sure. So one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite things that res has resonated with me when we first met Cass, and it was, I think we finally first met in person uh, at the Gunworks match. Uh, was that 2019? 18 or 19. Yeah. Uh, not, yeah, I think it was 19. It was, it was, the, it was the second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. And, uh, you know, we had a long conversation that night about, as I was doing these match director things, you know, and one of the, one of the things that has always stood out to me that I always ask myself is, what is your dharma? Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm -hmm. What's the difference between karma and dharma? Uh, so dharma is your purpose, uh -huh. right? Yeah. Um, and I always ask myself that. I think it's, it's one of the things I ask myself probably every day. Right. Well, what is my purpose? What is what am I what am I doing today that is going to either fulfill my purpose or change my purpose or am I still on the same path? And I think that's why I wanted to bring up what is, you know, back to our why. Right. Mm -hmm. When we started episode mm -hmm. one, you know, because um, you easily with, with life, you can get distracted. Right. Haters, you know, family problems, change of course, relationships. Right. Where like, you, you know, it sucks. Right. And it's hard to think, think clearly. Um, but then, you know, again, going back to the, one of the very first conversations that we had was, okay, well, what is your Dharma Phil? You know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's, it's my favorite thing to go to when I'm, when I'm in my own, in my own, in my, when I'm in my own thoughts, yeah. Yeah. you know? So, yeah. So I would just say that, um, this, this idea of change and resistance and, um, uh, you know, even betrayal, right? When these triggers come up and they change the course of our life, it's almost always leading you closer to your dharma. And so what'll happen is you have that true calling, you have that desire, that knock, that something isn't complete yet and that there's more for you. Even if you don't know what it is, most, we usually don't what it, know exactly what it is. We start calling it our big why. Why do I do what I do? Why do I want to get up and serve the community, right? But this, this desire is leading you to your dharma. And what will happen is when we don't listen to our true calling, we will make mistakes. We will pick partners that weren't really great partners. We will, um, you know, um, find out the hard way that we weren't paying attention to a certain behavior in another person um, or a situation, right? So I got to experience um, embezzlement, right? And having somebody that I know and love and trust steal great sums of money from me was a very 
awakening moment in my life, right? I could not see this truth unless this major change came and ripped it from me. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times, um, Dharma, our Dharma is waiting on the other side of something really uncomfortable. And so we usually will try to avoid it. Oh, don't want to get uncomfortable today. Don't want to deal with that person today. Don't want to deal with the truth today, right? So then we, we kind of put on a mask and head out the door and create our reality. But that Dharma is always kind of brewing, going, uh, 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 there's something bigger for you, right? And the, the, the mistakes or the misjudgments um, will come back in the form of some type of lesson, right? And that's what a karma is, right? Karma is just saying that there's always a reaction to an action. And so if you make a poor action, you're going to get some karmic reaction. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes it's immediate and sometimes it's years down the road. Yeah. Like my embezzlement um, started seven, eight years. It took that long for me to find out, right? But there was plenty of opportunity and signs for me to check along the way. And I chose not to, mm. right? And so a lot of times we resist change. We don't want to feel it. We don't want to get uncomfortable. And so we push it away, push it away. But eventually the universe will course correct and you'll be put back on your path regardless. Um, it just usually comes after a, a, a little bit of struggle and suffering. Um, a little bit of, because um, we don't know what we don't know, so hurt feelings. Why me? Why is this so hard? Why is my life so difficult? Why can't I figure out this next thing? Being a victim. Yeah, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And then what it's actually doing is saying, because you haven't figured out your true self yet, yeah. because you're not fully showing up. Yeah. And what you're doing is you're trying to hang on to an old reality, an old attachment of what it should look like. Well, it has to look like this because I created this in yes. my mind, so it's supposed to be this way. And what's actually causing your suffering is the attachment, not the actual results, but the attachment to what I think it should look like. Right, because then when, when that is no longer a reality, the attachment to that reality is what suffers. Yes. Right, that's the loss that you yes. experience. And so you have a, it's, it's like a psychic break, right? You're like, wait a minute, I created, I manifested an illusion in my mind that said this is what this is supposed to look like. These are how the people are all supposed to perform. And now I'm having a psychic break because it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. It's not adding up. And that's when things get messy and you'll see people kind of go off the deep end or have some, you know, major transitional <laughs> situations in their life. And almost always we figure out a way, right? We figure out a way. We clean up our side of the street. We learn from our lessons. We go, oh, okay. We reflect. And there we just got sold a big pile of awareness again. Mm -hmm. Man, it's it's like a never-ending journey of of learning and and discovering new little things of how we perceive things and how we when we look at things and we say, oh, okay, well that didn't work out, but it didn't did it did it not work out because of my own thought or did it you know because there's so many things that, that add up into that that experience. It's pretty it's pretty crazy. And that's why focal point sports right, whether it's firearms or yoga, allow you to sit in the silence of self 
so that hopefully you can stitch those things together. And then if, you, if it's too complex, right, your mind is too complex or your childhood was too complex or like, you know, there's a pattern that keeps happening in your life, mm -hmm. then you just need a guide to help you through your consciousness, mm -hmm. just like a river guide. But this time we're flowing through your psyche to get to a better place of understanding self if you have a block that way, mm -hmm. right? And so, you know, all of, I believe all of these focal point sports, even skydiving, right? Like there's nothing left to think about <laughs> except the moment that you're in. And that's the beauty of, of what we're offering. Yeah, unless you're a dude like Marty and, and he thinks about paying bills and shit well, he falls through the sky because he's right. done it so many times. <laughs> but um, no, it's the truth. It really is. It is always the truth. And even those guys that are, you know, that's an exaggeration. I mean, those guys are obviously incredible professionals, but they are still very, very serious. and They take it very serious and uh, because they are teachers and they, you know, they're trying to pass that on to their students. And so they truly do live that they walk, they walk the walk, so to speak. Um, I, I just, I, this is, it, this has just been such an amazing, an amazing learning process from, from the get go. And like, I'm, my mind is blown based upon like how much I've learned in such a short amount of time with everything from mindfulness aspect of things, the business aspect of things, um, the technology aspect of things. It's just been an incredible journey with, with both you guys. It's been amazing. And tell, tell everybody about your book. My book? Your book. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, you weren't going to get out of that one without, oh, I didn't, without talking about it. I book. shelved my book a while ago. So um, I wrote a book called Carry Your Way to Clarity, and I actually tested it out on you when we were first dating. <laughs> so uh, Kalen was at a... a pivotal point where he was expressed expressing the fact that he wanted to go out on his own but didn't know what that would look like and so I created pretty much just mind mapping charts mm -hmm. that allows you to do what I call a brain dump and get all of your big ideas all your concerns all of your kind of chaos spinning around in your head into one location um, and I tested that model on you probably five, six times mm -hmm. and every time it would work and you would have new ahas and awareness yeah, of self. Yeah, just breakthroughs. And, and you see basically what you're doing is you're taking everything that's, that's swimming around in your brain and putting it into a logical format and then assigning, I guess you would call them priorities, right? right? It's a priority. Yep. Um, and then identifying what the true pain point is and saying, yeah. okay, well, you're cool with this. You're cool with this. You're not so cool with this. So let's focus on this right now. And then you can kind of really narrow down where you need to direct your attention to, in, to create positive change in your life. Right. And I think it's funny that you bring up the book because this is when I was um, still running a real estate company. I had a persona. Um, which I've learned in depth psychology, Jung psychology. Um, the persona is the image I was putting out to the world. Mm -hmm. So if anyone wants a copy of this book, I'll send it to you. But on the inside of the book, I'm a mask. I'm a version of myself. I'm you know, talking about all my accolades within the real estate industry and how I've you know, kicked ass and taken names and just 
ask me and I'll tell you how cool I think I, I think I am. So the, the ego um, will drive um, us to create personas, personalities that we project out to the world and say, hey, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. And if I'm this, then you're going to like me, right? And so what I did is I was in the process, um, I knew I didn't like my industry, um, but I had already built a business, so I kind of felt stuck with it. Mm -hmm. um, I tended to hire you know, um, people with not so great uh, <laughs> pasts because of the industry I was in. There wasn't a lot of people who wanted to take these kind of jobs. And so I took a lot of uh, chances on people and as I was doing that, I was building a persona that I was going to become a coach and that I was going to, you know, business and life coach others. And uh, about two months after my book got released is when I found out um, that the very employees that I was promoting were the ones that were stealing from me and ultimately betrayed my trust. And so um, I... I got to meet shadow aspects of myself. I got to, my ego got shattered into a million little pieces and I had to figure out how to quickly sell a company that was now distressed because it had missing profits. And it was about a two and a half year process and I was able to uh, sell the company for a, six, uh, for a profit, uh, replace all the missing money and um, I'm not that person anymore. So when you bring up the book, I'm like, oh, that's, that's, that's not me anymore. The method works. Um, I have hundreds of copies. If anybody wants one, I'll that send it to really, you. That's really where I yeah. wanted to get at was that, the, that first and foremost, you undertook writing a book, right? Yep. And so um, that speaks volumes of your dedication. But the way that you wrote the book was extremely well thought out. And I thought you did a fantastic job and I know that it will help people. And that's mm -hmm. why I brought it up. Thank you. Um, because I know that, like, I know that it will help people, uh, try to help sort out the, <clears throat> the madness that, that circulates in their mind every single day. And so, you know, that happens to all of us. Like my mind circulates with madness all the time. Um, but it's not until I become aware of what is going on that I can, throw the binders on it and slow it down and say, okay, wait a minute. Like I know how to, I know how to navigate this. I just need to apply the appropriate lessons to navigate it, yeah. which is what is, your book is a guide for that. So I think a lot of people um, would benefit from it. It's called carry your way to clarity. Um, it's on Amazon. It's on Amazon. So. But the girl inside the cover is just a version of myself. But that's a good point. That's <laughs> something good to talk about because I, we're, I, I, we're the same I asked we, you, we talk about this all the time. I asked you what was it? Was we're at we're drinking? Was it over a fire or something? No. Oh, it was at Patty's down in Idaho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. I had asked you how many lives have you lived since exiting the Marine Corps? Oh yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Like, I mean, I am definitely not the same person that I was yeah. six years ago, five yeah. years ago. Yeah. Like. And we're not obligated to be. No, nope, like nope. that's the that's the cool thing about it is that as we learn, and as we grow, and as we progress, learning things like from you and from your book and through life experiences, 
Like, you're not obligated to be the same person that you were not even an hour ago. No, and I think that we can get away from everybody needing to be called a teacher and a coach. Totally, right? yeah, for like, sure. Like, how about this? I've lived a very colorful life, and I've had some major experiences, and I can guide you through what works for me. Mm-hmm. Right? I can create, and, I've, and I, I happen to be a visionary, so I can see things working before they work. Right? And that's why I could see your talent before you could even see it. Right? And I was like, uh, you know, if we put this stuff online, like people can eat this up at 24 seven at their own leisure. Mm-hmm. They don't have to be in front of you. So, um, being able to, um, see opportunity is a gift of mine. Um, but I think it's just, it's been so eye opening for me to realize that I don't have to label that. I don't have to call myself an author. I don't have to call myself Kaylin's wife. I don't have to call myself um, a yogi. Right. Um, I wrote a book, mm-hmm. and it's been effective enough to help us start, start modern day snipers. So that's a success. Um, I've taken lots of yoga teacher training, and I know a pinky nail of what's going on in the universe right Right. so i think if there's an opportunity for more of us to share our experiences and our talents and our our um growth mechanisms that work our awareness we can sell our awareness uh without boxing ourselves in and giving us titles speaking in absolutes yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah, that's Yep, that's something that that happens a lot in our space is a lot of people like to speak in absolutes. And Sorry to interrupt, but yeah, that, that's no. what came to mind. Yeah, yeah, because uh, we, I mean, we talked about at the beginning of our po- podcast, hey, we're just two guys that are sharing our experience with you guys. You know, mm-hmm. we're yeah. big fans of discovery, learning, finding your own truths, right? Because it, even though it works for us, it might not work for you. Yeah, we're, I mean, it's like we're, neither of us are anybody special. We're just doing, we're just doing what we do what we love to do and what we love to do that's it and 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 putting that out for other people to consume well and that's the authenticity that is so beautiful about what you guys do right like this is you this is not your just your persona Mm. right you actually walk your walk talk your talk and you're more integrated as a whole person than some people who uh maybe uh branch off a piece of their ego and really identify with that, right? Mm -hmm. I'm these things. Let me tell you. I'll show you, Mm -hmm. right? Versus when you have a more integrated whole self, right? The big self, capital S, um, you find that people are shining from the inside out and people want to be around that. They're like, what is that that you have? And it's, um, I don't know, it's less intrusive. It's more mm-hmm. inviting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not so in your face. Yeah. Because we, we have a lot. I, have, I had a student one time, he told, uh, he told me, he's just like, man, you don't, you don't yell at anybody. Like, you don't yell at anybody. And I'm like, wait, you go to places where you pay somebody to yell at you? Like, <laughs> I don't understand. And, and like... I think people come to classes like the ones that we teach with the expectation that we're going to put them through a boot camp or something like that. Or, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, nah, homie, that, 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 
<laughs> we're not here to do that. Stas Arvaleo Chevron's going to come on and yeah, right. We thrash you like a nasty swine. <laughs> and I can see, I can definitely see that because there is that persona that people have that they're like, I need you to think that I am this, in order for you to get the experience that you're. That can you're... we surprise reenact that on a class one time and just get some good footage? <laughs> that would be fucking hilarious. That would be hilarious. Just walk out with. That'd be fucking funny as hell. Be like, you guys signed up for the wrong class. <laughs> I call it sniper light. Yes. Yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, it's um, I'm just, I'm glad that, um, I'm glad that we had an opportunity to, to bring you on the podcast and get people to, to hear who you are and, and, um, if your DMs are already blown up from all the praise we talk about you in our podcast, they're really going to blow up now. Well, yeah. So tell, so we have this thing in the, in the, we have this group within the mighty network. It's called find your own trail. And a lot of people, <clears throat> they, they ask about that and what is find your own trail and what can people expect when they go into that? Cause yeah. that's something that you kind of, that you manage and that's your brainchild. Yeah, so if you're in the modern day rifleman uh, network, you just hit on the tab that says groups and then scroll down and you'll see find your own trail. Um, I stole the the name from you. <laughs> you were going to use it for another project. And I said, no, that's great for psychology. Um, so one of the beautiful things about um, my major loss that I went through a couple years ago is um, it had me dig deeper, right? So you go through loss and you're like, I don't want to feel this way. How do I get out of here? And I had already realized like nobody was coming to save me. Mm -hmm. Like you provided me stability and foundation to kind of fall apart and get back together <laughs> as much as I needed to. But like this was an inside job. And so um, I had already taken all this um, yoga teacher trainings and I started realizing that getting into a twisty pose was not going to solve my mental <laughs> problems. <laughs> and uh, the downward dog was not gonna get me there. So, um, so I decided to take my studies even deeper and I enrolled in a uh, year long uh, Carl Jungian depth psychology program and essentially what we did is we just went and broke down all the aspects of the psyche and how how do we get in the positions that we are in as adults what happened to our lives as we were children to you know condition us to believe these things about ourselves um for me i was operating um with a really low self uh worth but i was a high functioning um, profiting <laughs> businesswoman. So on the outside, it looked like I was very successful, but on the inside, I had unresolved um, trauma from my own childhood. And so um, inside the Find Your Own Trail group, we just talk. We talk deeper. We're going to talk about, um, you know, how does how does your ego drive you? Um, what are shadow aspects? And shadow aspects are things that we repress and suppress that didn't work for us as children. When we tried to show up a certain way and we got denied, we, we just kind of tucked that into the shadow part of our mind and said, well, I guess I can't be that. And so like one thing for me that I suppressed was being an artist. And I'm very much an artist and I love being an artist now. Um, but it wasn't, it, it was through this loss and this psychic break 
um, that I was able to um, find even more beautiful aspects of myself that I could not realize before because I was living kind of an illusion. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I mean, this is lifelong studies. Again, we're, we're never going to, you know, understand the psyche in a one-hour Zoom. No. Um, but <clears throat> people are starting to rumble in the group and, and talk about putting together, you know, weekly meetings. And we're just going to start talking and going deeper. And I made sure it's inside this group so that those who don't want to talk deep, just go talk, talk rifles, stay in the main part of the feed, and mm -hmm. you'll never even see this. Mm -hmm. But if you do get invited into the group or you join the group, then you're going to see some people kind of opening up and talking about some really heartfelt ahas and awareness within their own minds and their own lives. Mm -hmm. That's something that um, it's kind of, a, I wanted to save that to the, towards the end of, of this because we did mention that everybody in that in those groups is it's just a different vibe, man. It's just a different vibe of, of conversation that happens within within the network in comparison to all the other forums. And it, and it's deep, but it's mostly so I, I put a um, art up there that says the trained observer. Really, what we're doing inside of that group is becoming witnesses of the mind and trained observers of our own behaviors. Right. What are my triggers? How do I react? Um, and so I just think it's funny that I married a sniper and here I am trying to become <laughs> a trained observer of the mind. So <laughs> that's a, that's a phrase. Of, like, that's a, that's, that's a phrase that we, that's what we, we're trained observers. Yeah. We're trained observers. Uh -huh. yeah. It's another one of our nicknames. Mm -hmm. But again, so I get back to the, but how, how, how do you, how right. do you observe your mind? Yeah, like yeah. It, it's, it sounds simplistic, but it, it's, it's so multi-layered. It's awareness. It's just, it literally starts with being aware that you have certain tendencies, uh, or complexes that you exhibit mm -hmm. and those complexes, that is where the gold lies in terms of you understanding yourself, your own patterns. Yes. And so if you do go in there, you might see people with long heartfelt messages, right? But what they're doing is they are actually sharing aspects of themselves and allowing us to witness mm -hmm. where they're at. So that's that's the beauty of it. And this is another thing that I, I, I want all of our I want all of our listeners to understand is that this is a massive problem. Uh, this is a this is a systemic problem that that is happening within not only the military community but the community of first responders as well. And it's. Uh, I think now in this day and age in our society, these, these issues um, are coming to light more often than not, more often than they were in the past. And so as a result of that, people are able to um, get, the, get out what they need to get out and talk about the things that they need to talk about in order to um, take themselves to the next level. Yeah, and this is not, you know, this isn't... Therapy, right? This is more just coaching and mm -hmm. guidance and support. Um, but for me, talk therapy wasn't going to get me there. Uh, going to yoga and women's retreat wasn't going to get me there. Um, and if my old vices and my old complexes are firing up and triggering and want to kind of take control of my human experience, then I've got to find a way to counteract that. And I found um, most recently, out of all the studies I've done, um, that understanding the psyche 
is the key to liberation. Mm. Man, it's a lot of good stuff. It's a lot of good stuff. Um, you know, if you guys are interested in that, um, cruise over to the Mighty Network at moderndayrifleman.com and uh, get yourself logged in. Uh, it takes only a couple of minutes and um, you can become a part of that community yourself and, and, uh, and get to know everybody that's there. So it's a rapidly growing community. and Got over a thousand um, members over now. Over a thousand members now. And um, it's, been, it's been just really cool to watch. And I have, nothing but, I have nothing but gratitude towards you for bringing that into our existence and, and bringing that into our awareness. That's, that's been awesome for not only us, but for our, for our, our followers and our, our, our own community. Yeah. So thank you very much. Yeah. I, um, I don't always know what, <laughs> what I'm building next, but the goal is always to create, um, a community where you guys can stay connected and have a good time. And again, I can't thank you all enough for the private messages. And I have, I have never been treated so, um, so well and respectful um, and I know it's clearly because you guys build me up, but um, <laughs> it really is refreshing and um, by far my favorite community I've ever worked with. That's cool as hell. It's, that, that's awesome. And I don't know anything about guns. <laughs> <laughs> you shoot well, though. Shoot I do well. shoot well. <laughs> so. I listen well. That's all. That's really, guys. That's all we need. I mean, honestly, our the the, the best students out there are the, are the students that truly just show up with no expectations, other than the intention to learn, and that's and when that happens, bullets smack targets where they're where they're supposed to. So, well, this has been awesome. This has been this has been great. I'm excited to push this one out there. This yeah. was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. You're more than welcome. Hey, guys, if you guys enjoyed the podcast, you guys know what to do. Share it with a friend. Um, but, uh, you know, more importantly, thanks for listening. Uh, we appreciate everyone's support. And we've got a little north of 325,000 downloads. And we're just uh, only a year and some change, a year and mm -hmm. a few months old. Mm -hmm. And uh, we just we love it. We enjoy what we do. And um, we're the sky's the limit. We're just scratching the surface right now. We got a lot of cool stuff coming this year, guys. We're just, like you said, we're just getting started. So, thank everybody. Uh, thank all of you guys for for being listeners and followers. We appreciate every single one of you guys. And um, thanks, Cass, for coming. Thanks, on. Cass, for coming on. Thank you, guys. And being our tripod. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No being kidding. our being our third leg. Yep, for sure. Absolutely. All right, guys. Do you guys know the drill? Keep your face on the gun. Till next time. Later.